The Miami Hurricanes will beat the Florida State Seminoles if... You are Locked on Canes, your daily podcast on the Miami Hurricanes. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. We are a day closer to the rivalry game, Miami Hurricanes, Florida State Seminoles. I am Alex Dono, your host. I'm a University of Miami alumnus, longtime South Florida sports radio vet and contributor to allhurricanes.com. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We are available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline. BetOnline.net has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before. BetOnline, where the game starts. Miami will beat the Florida State Seminoles if. Now, it's going to be a tough game, guys. Florida State's favored by more than a touchdown for a reason. Um, I'm going to give you a few, and then my guest is going to give you his. Um, I think Miami will beat Florida State if Tyler Van Dyke plays. I'm not saying they can't beat them without Tyler Van Dyke, but TVD goes or doesn't go makes a huge difference. That's number one. Number two, Miami's got to be able to run the football. Florida State, their rushing defense is bang average. Their passing defense is very good. Their scoring defense is very good, but they do give up about 145 yards per game on the ground. I'm hoping Henry Parrish and maybe Jalen Knighton will be back out of the doghouse this week and exploit that a little bit. And then number three for me, you've got to win the turnover margin in this one. I I think Miami's got to be at least plus one or plus two in the turnover margin to get this one done. Let's bring in our very good friend, Rashad Butler, former Miami Hurricanes offensive tackle, a guy who knows what it takes to beat Florida State because you beat Florida State several times, Rashad, during your yes. time at the U. Yes, I did. Uh, my only loss to Florida State was my last year in 2005 on that, uh, I think it was Labor Day, Monday night in uh, Tallahassee. Oh, I remember when they used to do those. late. It was like a yeah. few years they did all those. 2004 those... and 2005, yeah. yes. <laughs> So what do you think, Rashad, it's going to take? And I know that I I laid out a tall order. It's like, yeah, if you win the turnover margin and if Tyler Van Dyke starts and if you can run the football effectively, you're going to win most games doing that. Uh, What is your if? Miami Hurricanes will beat Florida State, will beat the Florida State Seminoles if. Okay. Um, Since you covered uh, everything on the offensive side of the ball, the only thing I want to say on the offensive side of the ball, I think it's important. Uh, whether it's Tyler Van Dyke or uh, Jake Garcia for Gaddis to call a game to where he is constantly ahead of the sticks. I think Miami cannot afford to be behind the sticks um, in this game uh, in specific with Jake Garcia. Uh, Now, defensively, I think the defensive line, they need to have a huge day. They need to really get after uh, Jordan Travis, and they really need to rush uh, with contain understanding that uh, he's a dual threat quarterback. And if they start to get a little wild in a rush, he can uh, hurt them by taking off and uh, getting first downs. And I think the secondary needs to have their best game of the season, because I think we've seen this secondary have its ups and downs, more downs, uh, than ups this season. And this is a game where I think this secondary could say, you know what? We are coming of age and we are getting better. So 
Uh, I think those things, along with the things you mentioned, need to happen for Miami to have a legitimate chance to win. Because, uh, you know, I know I know Miami fans may not want to hear this, but I do think Florida State is a good team this year uh, offensively. Uh, I think Florida State should only have three losses. I mean, that loss against NC State, I don't know why they chose to throw the ball you know, when basically all they had to do was run it and just kick a field goal and win the game. So, I mean, this is a, a I'll say this, this is the best Florida State team we've seen since uh, their coach has got there. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Norvell. Yes. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. Easily. So, yeah. 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 So, you know, Florida State's playing well and, uh, you know, their record uh, says such being five or four, and I think they should be six and three. Yeah. And, and something – Florida State clearly on paper better than Miami. And when the line opened, Florida State were nine, nine and a half point favorites, depending on which sports book you look at. It's the, the line has mm-hmm. shrunk because that's a big line. So it's I'm looking yes. at it around seven and a half right now. So they're still Seminoles are still favored by more than a touchdown. But um, and I usually stay away from betting Miami games anyway, because I'm terrible <laughs> luck. But I think in a rivalry game, uh, especially when the home team is a seven and a half point underdog, that. that do you feel that way that, you know, that that's probably a little bit too big of a spread for you kind of throw the odds and the records out when it's a rivalry game like this? No, I agree. I agree. I think that's that's really too big when really uh, you're, you're separated by what one loss. And like I just said, you can argue two losses. And again, this is a rivalry game in Florida State is uh, coming into Miami. So, yeah, that's a that's a huge, huge spread. And honestly, I think it's going to be a really close game. And it may come down to uh, one of those epic games uh, that I used to play in uh, back in the early 2000s. And you played in this game uh, many times. Uh, It just, Mm -hmm. you know, this is a rivalry that goes back to the 1950s. So this is bigger than anyone who actually steps on that field because there's so much history behind it. There's so much local intrigue behind it. I mean, so many of these players that are wearing garnet and gold or orange and green played together or against each other in high school. So there's bragging rights on the line here. Obviously, this is a big one for recruiting, which we'll, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, when you go through the tunnel for Miami mm-hmm. versus Florida State, does it feel different? Uh, for me, it used to feel completely different. Uh, in specific, back uh, when we had the OB, because uh, that was one of the marquee games where they brought in the extra stands uh, yeah. that will close off, um, I want to say, if I'm not mistaken, the east end zone i think it was the and, east yeah, yeah i think it was the east and you just knew and again uh back during those days in the early 2000s that was when abc had the prime time spot that was 12 noon and those games were always blistering hot man but you just knew because again it was you know top tier talent running around on that field on both sides of the ball and just like i said the mystique of the orange bowl and just having that east end zone closed off and just knowing all the uh, the the wide rights and so forth, it it just it just felt different. It really did back then. You know, you played in some incredible matchups between the Canes and the Seminoles. Uh, you know, during your era, like mm-hmm. one of the big individual performances that stands out was you guys were up in Tallahassee, two thousand and three the rain game and yes. Sean Taylor. I mean, obviously we know what an incredible player he was, but he had 
two interceptions, could have easily had four INTs in the game. Probably if the ball wasn't so wet, he would have had four or five interceptions, scored a defensive touchdown in that game. I mean, just what a difference maker he was. Uh, well, what are your memories of that game and maybe any other individual performances that stand out to you? You know, that was a fun game uh, because from an offensive line perspective, uh, we knew that it was going to slow down the pass rush that Florida State was known for having. So that was a game that was very sloppy and we liked it up front uh, and wanted it that way. And yeah, I mean, Sean Taylor, I mean, he just put his fingerprints all over that game. And I mean, I think he, he, he showed people uh, that year uh, that he was deserving to be um, a top overall five pick in the NFL draft for years to come. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I can't, I, I can't speak enough about his performance, but you know, another performance that stands out to me as well was the following year uh, when the rivalry first moved to Labor Day, uh, Sonoris Moss and both uh, Frank Gore, you know, Frank Gore had yes. the winning touchdown and Sonoris Moss had the, uh, the tying touchdown uh, on that screen pass uh, late in the game where I think he just caught it and he, he just took off, man, with some, uh, some blocks for myself and some teammates. So, you know, those two performances uh, that year were performances that that I think about a lot because, uh, yeah, I mean, you know, we were struggling that game to get anything going. And then that last drive, Norris just came through for us. And then in overtime, Frank Gore just came through. Uh, came, Frank Gore came through for us. And we got a lot to get to still on this episode of Locked on Canes. Rashad Butler, former Miami Hurricanes offensive tackle and former NFL OT as well, joins us here on the show. We're going to talk about some of the specifics for this year's matchup against Florida State. What does Jake Garcia have to do if he indeed is the starter? Is there a chance Tyler Van Dyke plays? What needs to happen for Miami to get that running game going? There's nobody better to talk to about that than a former offensive lineman, of course. And my friends, Oh, we have to talk about Simply Safe. If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but have been putting it off, you'll want to listen up because right now, Locked On Canes listeners can order the number one rated Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is their biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it, my friends. Uh, my personal experience with Simply Safe has been incredible. The technology is second to none, guys. Not only do you feel secure because you know your home is armed with the best protection, but you get that HD feed from your security cameras. You can view it right from your smartphone on the app. And it's like it's like watching really slow reality TV. It's like, oh, let me see what's happening outside and inside my house right now. It gets strangely addicting, and you feel so safe knowing what's in your home 24-7. Simply Safe has your back. 24-7 monitoring uh, with a Simply Safe tech support staff. So they always have your back, my friends. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use fast protect technology exclusively from Simply Safe to capture critical evidence and verify that the threat is real so they can get priority response to your home. Do not miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe system at simplysafe.com slash locked on today. This is their biggest discount of the year, so do not wait. That it's sorry, I got the URL URL wrong. It's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. Use that one. Simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like simply safe. Thank you so much for making Locked On Canes your first listen today. We're available free wherever you get your podcasts and available free on YouTube. Talking to a former Miami Hurricane and a veteran of this Miami versus Florida State rivalry. Rashad Butler is with us. 
So attacking Florida State's defense is going to be interesting. Um, and I think no matter what, Miami's going to need to throw the football, take some deep shots to keep Florida State's defense honest because their rushing defense, Rashad, is not great. Uh, they give up 145 rushing yards per game. They're 69th in the country, which is basically bang average against the run. But it's hard to run if you can't throw, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, and last week, Miami got the running game going a little bit. Henry Parrish had over 100 yards, 147 team rushing yards for the Canes. I think Florida State's defense is significantly better uh, than Virginia's. What has to happen up front and what has to happen with Miami's running backs to get a running game going this week? Um. I think Miami needs to do um, a better job, in my opinion, of mixing up the run in the past on early downs. And what I mean is not being so predictive as far as like on first down, let's run the ball, whether it's between the tackles or outside the tackles. I think that, you know, let's just say it is Jay Garcia. I think that you want to mix in some, you know, some intermediate to short pat with short passes, short to intermediate passes, excuse me, um, on first downs and then, you know, maybe come back the next drive, you know, once you move the chains and then run the ball again on first down. But I think it's, it's going to be critical to mix up uh, how you want to run and how you want to pass on early downs and not being uh, so predictive as far as like, once you get into like, let's just say a second and, you know, long scenario where now, you know, that some type of pass is coming. And then if that pass is incomplete, now it's, you know, you have to pass the ball. So I think Miami needs to do a better job just mixing up the run in the past because yes, I understand that FSU uh, they're struggling uh, as far as stopping the run, but at the same time, you don't want to be uh, too predictive as far as like, we're going to come out, we're going to run the ball all the time on first downs. I think uh, in order to get Jake Garcia uh, more comfortable as far as uh, throwing the ball, I think it's imperative that they, they do a good job as far as mixing up the run in the past on, on, on first downs. Yeah, and Florida State's passing defense, it's really, really good. They're top 15 in the country against the pass. I think they're number 14 overall. They give up just 177 passing yards per game. Uh, Now, if Van Dyke is healthy enough to go, uh, I feel like he can certainly go above that average, especially with Xavier Restrepo being back. We know the chemistry that they have. Do you think that Mario Cristobal might be bluffing, though, Rashad? Because when he spoke on Wednesday, you know, he talked about how – Van Dyke has been practicing again, which I'm sure is true because that's not yeah. something you can lie about. Um, but, you know, it, it, he's progressing well. He's practicing. But at various times this year, Cristobal has kind of talked up injured players to make it sound like they're going to play, and they don't. Like, there have been times when he was talking up Ja'Kai Clark, yeah. Zion Nelson, Henry Parrish before certain games, and they didn't play. And, yeah, it's to Mario's advantage to talk up Tyler because that gives Mike Norvell another quarterback to think right. about. So do you think this is a bluff? Uh, who knows, man? Uh, I, think <laughs> I think it's great gamesmanship. Uh, yeah. I think Mario's doing exactly what any um, smart and intelligent head coach would do, uh, like you just mentioned, uh, give the opposing head coach uh, something to to think about and you know something to have to game plan for along with uh, that opposing coach's uh, defensive coordinator. So I love it. But uh, I'm like you. Um, I don't know. I guess we'll find out. Uh, what is it, like, what, 90 minutes before kickoff or something yeah. like that? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And, and so and, and if it is Jake Garcia um, mm. and, it, and if it is Jake, I should also mention, actually, no matter which quarterback starts, I think we're going to see some Jakari Brown because they, you we know, should. they work yeah. them into these packages. So so no matter what, Florida State's going to have really three quarterbacks to think about because Jakari's going to be in that mix as well. But if it is Jake Garcia starting based on what you saw from him last week against Virginia, are, are you confident he can come out of that shell a little bit? Because to me, he was playing with zero confidence, and it doesn't look like the coaches have a whole lot of confidence in him to complete throws either. You know, unfortunately, he has no choice but to come out of that shell. Um, yeah. This is the game where if he is going to be the starter, Miami is going to need him to do so. And the coaches uh, who are the ones that are, you know, calling the well, – not only calling the plays and Gaddis, but, you know, his quarterbacks, coach and so forth, they're going to have to really trust him uh, to make plays because there are going to be points within this game where he's going to have to make plays, whether it's going to be with his legs or whether it's going to be with his arm. So he's going to have to be confident and the coaches are going to have to have, like I said, confidence in him because again, I'm not trying to beat a dead horse, but you know, in games like these or just games, you know, in general, uh, there are points where, you know, a young quarterback uh, that may be lacking confidence is going to have to grow up really fast and is going to be um, counted on to make a few plays that, you know, can either swing the game in a positive way or swing the game in a negative way. Rashad Butler, former Miami Hurricanes offensive tackle, is with us here on Locked on Canes. You know, talking about quarterbacks, Jordan Travis, Florida State quarterback, He's a dual threat guy. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, he comes off a career performance against Georgia Tech. You know, obviously, he completed that big fourth and fourteen. Had a good game against Miami last year. What do you think are going to be the big challenges in containing him? Um, first and foremost, staying in your rush lanes up front. And what I mean by that, for the fans that may not understand, is not rushing wild and not getting behind the quarterback, you know, staying uh, at the level of the quarterback and staying in the quarterback's face. Because again, you know, anytime you have a dual threat quarterback, if you get behind the quarterback or you get out of your lanes and not in his face, then that opens up uh, the middle for him to take off and run and, you know, convert, you know, third downs and keep the chains moving. And I think other than that, um, man, just, I think in the secondary, whatever coverages, you know, are being called. I think that the coverages have to be mixed up just to give him different looks because, you know, I think Miami secondary has struggled, you know, just in all type of coverages, whether they're playing man or whether they're playing zone and things of that nature. So I think it's important, you know, for a quarterback like him who has a lot of experience is to switch up your coverages, you know what I mean? As well as, you know, sending guys after him. But I think more than anything, it's going to be uh, staying in the, staying in your, proper rush lanes or rushing to contain and at the same time uh, just mixing up your coverages on the back end just giving him um, uh, a lot more to look at and have to uh, break down and understand this game is going to have not only a massive impact on bragging rights and on the way people judge Mario Cristobal's first year at Miami but it could also have a massive massive impact on recruiting as well So we're going to talk about those implications when we come back. So keep it locked right here to Locked on Canes. And guys, make sure you are keeping it locked to Sweat Block. 
I live in South Florida, as many of you listening to this and watching this also do. The humidity here is at like 500% every single day. Stop getting those embarrassing pit stains, guys. I used to suffer from that until I found Sweat Block. It has changed the game for me. Sweat Block was created by a doctor to help with his own excessive sweating. It is doctor created and doctor recommended. If someone you love is experiencing embarrassing sweat or odor, or if you're experiencing it yourself, try Sweat Block. Save 20% with the promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. And it's also available on Amazon. And hey, guys, make sure for your second listen today, you check out Locked On Sports Today. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Alex Dono alongside former Miami Hurricanes offensive tackle Rashad Butler. So, Rashad, it's funny. uh, The last time you and I spoke a week ago, you know, we were talking about the challenges of recruiting through, you know, a tough stretch, you're mm-hmm. not winning games on the field. And then you're telling people, keep your heads up. Mario's got this. A lot of a lot of folks doubted you. And then later that day, Cormani McLean, number two player in the entire country, decides he's coming to Miami. So that was a big dub. And there could be more dubs to be had, like uh, another top corner, Damari Brown from American Heritage, who's named Miami a finalist. He's going to be an official visitor this Saturday against Florida State. This is a primetime game, one of the biggest rivalries in college football. What kind of an impact can a game like this have on recruiting? Huge. Uh, Again, let me just say this. You know, I believe in the vision that Mario is, um, I guess you could say, preaching when he enters uh, the home of these uh, recruits. So, uh, I don't want to sound I don't want to sound as if I'm contradicting that because at the same time, a rivalry game like this at home, uh, making sure that the team doesn't lay an egg uh, in front of recruits uh, who do have uh, Miami, you know, high on their uh, high on their list or have Miami as a finalist on their list. It is important that Miami does come out and not only be competitive, but Miami comes out and Miami uh, wins the game. So. Uh, this is huge. I mean, do I think that uh, this game is going to be the deciding factor when it comes to uh, a lot of recruits? Again, I don't know because, uh, you know, I'm not in in their position and I don't think it's fair to say that, you know, just one game uh, is going to have that big of an impact. But I do know, again, this is a rivalry game. This is a big game. It is on ABC primetime. So uh, I'm sure that um, recruits are looking at this game as a game that could possibly, you know, sway their decision, whether it's, you know, uh, in favor of Miami or against Miami. Can I put you on the spot for a prediction? Okay. What do you think happened Saturday? <laughs> what did I think? Okay. See, that's, man, that's tough, man. Cause I know hurricane fans, they want me to go Miami I'm predicting a dub, Rashad. I'm predicting a 24 to 21 Miami victory. I think Colby Young and Xavier Restrepo are going to help fuel that. So I'm going with a dub. Okay. Let me say this. If Tyler Van Dyke plays and starts and he's able to play the entire game, I think Miami wins the game. Um, if Jake Garcia starts, um, I'm sorry. I'm going to have to go with Florida State. I respect I'm going to have to go with Florida State. But me going with Florida State 
if Jake Garcia does start, I still think the game will be a lot closer than the spread has it. Uh, but, you know, I have more confidence in, in Tyler just from what I've seen uh, in comparison to, to, to Jake. Well, Sorry, Baron, hurt, man. So I, I guess the moral of the story here is TVD better be ready to go. <laughs> he better be. He better be. He, he better, better be ready, ready to, go. to go. Oh, man. I, I always appreciate your time. Guys, make Thank sure you. you follow Rashad on Twitter, at Rashad Jamal B, and you're going to get the most honest takes during Kane's games because he does not hold back. And we appreciate that. We appreciate the fact that you do not hold back on these shows either. So enjoy the rest of your week, and let's go Canes. I love it. All right, guys, make sure you are making Locked On Sports Today your second listen after you make Locked On Canes your first. The biggest stories of the day, plus instant reactions, big game recaps, and the take of the day. It's available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. And on tomorrow's episode, we're going to be doing a crossover with Drizzy Drake from Locked On Seminoles. So I'm I'm going to try to garner the confidence to talk a little trash. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll confuse Drizzy. He won't know which quarterback to prepare for. I'll say, you know, maybe Ken Dorsey's going to come back. He might have a couple games of eligibility. I'm going to do whatever I can to confound and confuse the Seminoles. So we will talk to you tomorrow with a Locked On crossover right here on Locked On Canes, part of the awesome Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day.